Hey, Chris and Cody. Hey, hey Courtney. Courtney. How do you make holy water holy? How do I don't you know. Make... How do you make holy water holy? That too. <laughs> <laughs> you boil the hell out of it. Oh. Hey, it's spoop hour. <laughs> a paranormal comedy podcast usually hosted by two Halloweenies, currently hosted by one Halloweenie and two ghosts. Welcome, esteemed ghosts from the Believer Skeptic podcast. We have Chris and Cody. This is Courtney, but nobody cares. Let's talk about Chris and Cody. Woo! Hello! I am pretty pale and pasty, so I guess a ghost is a good no, description. No, guest It's because it's guest host. Oh, ghost. Not, oh, that you was like, you're so pale. You're a ghost. Yes, I'm insulting our esteemed guests who are doing me a real favor by being on my podcast. Also, you guys suck and I hate you. So anyway, podcast over. Yay, bye! <laughs> bye! Uh, so do you want to tell anyone about who you are, what you oh, are, where you come from? Yes, we are BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast, a paranormal comedy... LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. Yay. So, yeah. We, so we basically pick paranormal topics, discuss stories and fun information. And then I'm more skeptical. And so I don't really believe in that stuff, but Chris does. And so then we talk about why people believe or not. And we're very similar in the same vein as Courtney and Sasha. So yeah, they're like the, our sister yes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We've described ourselves because this is not the first time y'all have been on our podcast. We yeah. love Chris and Cody over here at Sweet Power. We've described y'all as like us in an alternate universe yes. because as regular listeners know, I believe in nothing. Sasha believes in the things we talk about. Shenanigans ensue. So thank yeah. you for coming on. You're welcome. Absolutely. We're y'all. Thank only, you for having only us. Only we're girlier. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find Spoop Hour on the internet at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email any firsthand ghost stories or spooky occurrences that happen to you to spoophour at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We actually have a listener story today, Yay. but I should say it's not fully a listener story. It's actually from Sasha. I promise she's alive. This is a wellness check. I did not tie her up and put her in the attic. <laughs> I swear. So this, she said this to me and she was like, if you want to read it on the podcast, and absolutely I do. So Yay. she's fine. She misses you all. She's alive. That's all that matters. Awesome. So. Is, it a, is it a paranormal story that she has or just like kind a... Kind of, yes. Ooh. No, it's not just, it's not just like a, her checking in to be like, proof yeah. of life yeah. <laughs> i'm still kicking so this she sent it a couple days ago so yesterday in the context of the story yesterday my grandma who lives in the middle of nowhere michigan fell backwards into a snowdrift while checking the mail and was unable to get back up oh, that sucks. luckily she had my late grandpa's emergency cell phone in her pocket and after about an hour was rescued by a friend wow. she had hypothermia but is on the mend 
I'm so thankful she had a phone on her. I'm going to be anxious until my uncle and his husband make their way to her. They're driving cross-country in all this winter mess. I'm not particularly religious, but I am open to spooky coincidences and ghosts who look after the living. I think my grandpa was looking out for her in a way. That's Absolutely. Unbelievable. So, so she fell and was like stuck and trapped in the snow, and she had this mm-hmm. phone that she used, was able to call... Yep. She had her late husband's emergency wow. phone on her, which I, I think Sasha mentioned she does not usually have. So, oh my! So that I mean, good for her for you know yeah. thinking of that far ahead, and then she just had to lay there and just freeze while waiting for someone to come get her. Oh, that's yeah. heartbreaking. That's yes, crazy. but she's okay. So yeah, she's great. on the mend. So thank you, Sasha. If you have a cool story like that, email spoopower at gmail <laughs> Yeah, I definitely believe that was meant to be f- some fate. Yeah. Yeah. That's, wow, that's that's really a power. I don't know why I'm so affected by that, but I am. Love it. I, I think it's because I'm so clumsy. Yeah, I could see I could see myself falling into a snowdrift, but I always have my phone on me. Yeah, so someone same. would come get me eventually. <laughs> Did anything spooky happen to either of you this past week or in recent history since it's not like you've been on our podcast recently? <laughs> in the past six months, has anything spooky happened to you? Has anything? I, I can't think of anything currently. Uh, so, well, okay. I Well, I have... A debunk, but also something weird is that, okay, so I watched um, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, okay. and even though I'm the skeptic, I get so scared by well-done horror, and that thing scared me so bad, and every time I walk through my house, all I can picture is the one who played the girl, just like she does this thing where she screams in between two people in a car at one point, and I, and I TT'd in my pants, <laughs> and the other day, I was lying in bed, and I was just looking at the door. And for a split second, my mind is like my imagination's already going wild. I really swore that like a face popped into the room <laughs> just for like a split second. And I literally did one of the <gasps> kind of things in bed. So that that got me. That's good. That's crazy. Yeah, but the skeptic thing was we had an episode where we did the number six 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 and mm-hmm. I told Chris, I haven't told you this yet. We're gonna have to talk about this <gasps> on our podcast where when we when I left I saw this red glowing light. Oh no, we did talk about that. Yeah, but I got a debunk and I didn't and I'd never seen it before and I immediately text Chris. I'm like, there's a red light glowing he out here that I've never out. seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, whenever I left last week and I couldn't explain it, I saw the same red light <laughs> and I realized that it was the tail light from a car that was reflected <laughs> onto the building and that's what I saw. <laughs> Oh, I love so it. Easy. I, I, thank you. Yeah, for me, I can't <laughs> really think of anything spooky that's happened to me lately. Like, I say that now, mm-hmm. and I bet you, just because I said that, something intentionally is yeah. going to happen to me tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at three in the morning, you're gonna wake up and be like, "Oh no, it's happening." <laughs> the witching hour. <laughs> I'm gonna plan something. <laughs> what, what about you? Did you have anything? This past week, nothing really. We had. An incident. So we live in a DC row house, and it's very common in DC row houses. They're like townhouses, but they're mm-hmm. narrow. It's very common for the basement to be rented out to a separate tenant, which is the case in ours. Because I believe I've mentioned on our podcast before, I might haunt the downstairs tenant because he hooked his TV up to the group internet, and so I get a notification on my phone whenever he's like watching TV, and he like blasts music really loud. <laughs> oh, so every wow. so often, I'm like tempted to just be like pause. <laughs> skip song just to like fuck with him well in his own way he got revenge my my boyfriend my partner the other day was taking the trash out he comes back in and he goes 
I have seen things that cannot be unseen because apparently our neighbor likes to stand in front of his open windows in the nude and stare forlornly at his genitals. What? What? Is he at least hot? No. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> you said you said stare forlornly, so he's actually yes. like looking down, like oh, I like yes. oh, I hate these. <laughs> Jack, Jack was like, he looked very sad, but we did hear him get into a screaming fight with the lady he had over on Valentine's Day the day before. So, oh, so we'll just call him mm. your, his, your sad penis neighbor. <laughs> your SPN. I love it. Ah, uh, yes, my SPN. I, I was wondering, like, maybe he's like um, trans, and so he's actually like mm. envisioning the body that he wants. <laughs> I think but. that's a very progressive interpretation of him. I just think he's a an inconsiderate chud. <laughs> he, very, he doesn't he doesn't wear a mask like oh, he's, you know. Oh no. Yeah, Fuck him. he's yeah. Fuck his fine. sad genitals. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today, y'all? Churches and not the band. Yay. <laughs> Wait, churches. what? Is that a band? There's, yes, you're, churches. You're, you're old. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's my favorite it's band. It's churches. It's spelled like with a CV. V. Oh. Yeah, so I always, I always like C-H-V. to call them churches because that's it how it's spelled. The churches. The vivitch, like the witch. Yes, the vivitch and churches. It's the same churches. kind of thing. Wow. Churches. Yeah. So, so we're doing like haunted, cursed churches. And mine's yeah. not haunted, but we'll get there when I get to my story. <laughs> Just so long as it's spooky, I don't care if it's haunted. It's- <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I don't know what you'd call it, but I think it's a very interesting story, and I've always been kind of fascinated with the story, too. So, Love it. So I'm going to kick things off in this discussion of haunted churches by <laughs> with the story of Lep Castle's Bloody Chapel in Ireland. This comes courtesy oh, of thelineup.com, lepcastle.net, and kennedy.com. Please note, it is spelled leap. This is a trap that the Irish have made to trick you into saying Leap Castle. It is not pronounced Leap. It is pronounced Lep. Yeah. Gaelic Lep. language it never sounds the way it's spelled. No. It's like, how about, no. How about we don't say how it's very out. It's spelled like a regular word, but yeah. that's fine. <laughs> so Lep Castle. Lep Castle in County Offaly, Ireland is, I'm probably, I didn't look up how to pronounce Offaly. <laughs> I got all smug about looking up how to say Lep Castle, and then I set my own trap because I didn't look up how to pronounce Offaly. <laughs> Sounds awfully good to me. Oh, Your cat is judging. Your cat literally looked up from the bed at you and was like, oh. <laughs> Even for Benedict, the sweet dumb boy that he is, he's like, Let's not get too weird. <laughs> our one sweet Irish listener who's put up with so much of our nonsense over the years is just sitting there listening and just shaking her head like, come on, guys. We set you up for success. And yet, anyway, Lep Castle in County Offaly, Ireland, is considered one of the most haunted castles in the world. It was constructed somewhere between the late 12th century and early 15th century, with most guesses placing it at being built around 1250. Upon its construction, it became the site of many a battle, massacre, and general fight. But we are not here to talk about castles today. We are talking about the violent history behind Lep Castle's bloody chapel. Nice. The lore is rooted in the rivalry between two of the sons of the O'Carroll family. The O'Carroll boys were constantly at each other's throats over who would inherit their father's wealth and control over Lep Castle. This came to a head when the O'Carroll patriarch died without naming which brother was to succeed him. This is a dick move on his part. He knew who his sons were. He very easily could have been like, I pick that one. But instead he's like, oh no, I'm dead. Figuring out. 
instead of going like in order of of birth like birth or like this one's the more responsible one or like i don't know i just like i don't know he just didn't set an heir but like all they did was go into battles and shit but from my understanding i don't think he died in battle so it's not like he thought he was going to keep living so he didn't establish it he just like he just didn't. And then yeah. he like got yeah. sick and was like, I don't need to tell anybody what I want to happen. I'll just <laughs> let this play itself out. He could have just <laughs> gone to setmywill.com. I'm like, let, let that be a lesson <laughs> to you all out there. Do, do a will just in case. Yes. You know. One, everyone should have a will. I used to work in planned giving. Everyone should have a will 100%. Look, mm. if your state allows holographic wills, which isn't like you don't have to go to setmywill.com, the sponsor of today's episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they don't, did not give us money. If you live in a state that accepts holographic wills, all you need to do is just write out like on any piece of paper, Google Doc, whatever, and just say, I, first name, last name, being of sound mind and body, this is how I want my shit to be parceled out when I'm gone. And then you just sign it and it's called a holographic will. If it gets contested, it can get super messy. But if your state accepts holographic wills, it is a valid will. Oh, so, wow. Wow. Yeah. I have a lot of knowledge from when I worked in planned giving. The O'Carroll patriarch should have <laughs> consulted with us to talk about what to do with his estate when he was gone. He Your ancestors. Not. Yeah, dear O'Carroll fam, <laughs> what gives? Now, maybe he was just a shit stirrer and he just wanted to see what would happen. Wow. So, yeah, so know. what happened? Well, the boys took it really well and they settled everything peacefully. It was pretty great. Oh. Just kidding. Oh, I was they like, actually, wait, what? <laughs> they immediately went to war with each other. They were like, fuck that guy. I want the castle. I want the lands. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Thaddeus, one of the brothers, was a priest, but this did not stop him from waging bloody battles against one-eyed Te, his brother. I may be pronouncing Te incorrectly. I looked it up. The internet said Te. It's spelled T-E-I-G-H-E. But the oh, internet Lord. said Te. So. At least you pronounced one-eyed correctly. Yes, I, he had one eye. I know how to say that. One ear. <laughs> Te ultimately got the upper hand while Thaddeus was saying mass in the castle's chapel. Now, remember, Thaddeus is a priest, so it's not like he's a regular person saying mass. He's like a dude. He's doing a holy like, guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's doing legit mass. Like, I mean, he was pretty brutal with his brother, but like, he was a priest. Yeah, he was so. ordained. Yeah. Yeah. Thaddeus had dishonored Te by starting mass without him present, so there were other people there. But he, you know, Ted didn't show and he's like, I'm gonna start anyway, which was considered super rude. He should have waited for his brother. (laughs) And Ted was like, fuck this. He stabbed his brother in the back at the front of the chapel. What? Oh, my God. And that's how it earned its nickname, the Bloody Chapel. This is like some Cain and Abel shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly (laughs) what it is. It's going to get Game of Thronesy here in a second. (laughs) So... (laughs) Ever since that day, Thaddeus's ghostly presence can be seen and felt throughout the bloody chapel. You'll usually feel him lurking on the stairs, just because. So maybe he's looking for his brother to be like, hey, fuck you, I stab you right back, taking your other eye, dick. (laughs) He is not the only spooky part of the bloody chapel, though. In 1922, workers at the castle found a hidden oubliette behind a wall in the chapel. In case you don't know what an oubliette is, because I sure as shit did not. Same. It's a secret dungeon only accessible via a trap door in the ceiling. Oh, shit. So it's kind of not the kind of thing you'd expect to find in a chapel is like a secret hole in the ground that goes to a secret dungeon. Yeah, did Thaddeus build it? I don't, they don't know. They didn't go into it. They were like, Hmm. I don't know, there's this oubliette. They found it in 1922. So like anybody who could have been involved in building it was like super deadsies. Wow, that's crazy. And so when workers uncovered this oubliette, they discovered skeletons and a lot of skeleton three cartloads of skeletons oh shit 
which is a lot of skeletons because they're not, so you know, they're, they're not big. That's a lot of skeletons. Yeah. The speculation is that most of these skeletons became ghosts that haunt the Bloody Chapel and the castle at large, including 40 members of the McMahon clan. Oh, wow. The McMahons were hired by the Oak Carrolls to train them for battle, and the McMahons did this. They were they were like, hey, this is how you fight. And the, the Oak Carrolls were like, great, love it. The Oak Carrolls then invited the McMahons over for a banquet and payment in celebration of a recent Oak Carroll victory. Unfortunately, the O'Carrolls did not want to pay the McMahons. Mm. So instead of just like celebrating and paying them for their services, they poisoned the food. Oh my oh, God. My God. So a lot of the McMahon family died because they were poisoned. And mm. it's speculated that a lot of the bodies in the Oubliette were just the McMahons that they dumped in there. And several ghosts of the McMahons haunt the bloody chapel where the bodies were dumped, while others will stick to the main grounds of the castle. So that is our quick introduction to spooky churches with the bloody chapel at oh, Lep Castle. Oh, that's I, I, I can't believe the idea of <laughs> building that into a church. Like, they yeah. could have put it in any of the other buildings, but it's like, let's put it in the place of God. Well, it well, depends what period. Like, if you go to the medieval, medieval period, I would I would say that would be a possibility because there's a lot of persecution, you know, and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's also, I would imagine, if I were going to build a secret dungeon and I didn't want people to, like, find it, I would consider putting it in a chapel because who would look for it there? That's oh, true. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's true. So, it's, it's not like Chris's panic room that you know are right. dead bodies in it. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Like, it's not like the attic where I have Sasha tied up. I yeah. mean, she's fine. <laughs> she's just taking a mental health break. It's like, you know, oh, I wonder where those dead bodies are. Oh, I don't find any. I guess yeah. it's not anywhere because I, I looked in the rest of the castle. It's true. And I know that back then, I know that priests... And like the, they, they had so much more power. Yeah. And I know that mm-hmm. there were so many more, you know, priests that got into it for the very, very wrong reasons back then. Yeah. And so I guess, I guess I'm not surprised, but I guess the Catholic boy in me today is just imagining walking into my <laughs> church and yeah, being like, oh, look, there's the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry yeah, about it. That, that's the other thing. Like the O'Carroll, the head of the O'Carrolls uh-huh. could have been like, my one son is a priest. He's clearly set up. He's going to be writing that sweet, sweet church taxes for the rest of his life. <laughs> Let's give it to the one-eyed boy, and he can be the head of the O'Carroll clan because he doesn't have a calling yet, you know? Or, like, vice versa. Oh, this one's a priest, so he's responsible. Let's give him the lands or whatever. Yep. But instead, he's just like, eh, you'll figure it out. And in a way, they did. In a way, yeah, I guess they did. That's so so that means that after one-eyed Willie um, <laughs> stabbed him in the back, he, he yes. ended up taking the throne. I would imagine so, yes. There, okay. there weren't a lot of details after he stabbed him. It was just like he stabbed him, and then everybody called it the Bloody Chapel. The end. The end. Cool. That's so, great. You're right. It's yeah. like, it's very, like I said, Cain and Abel, then it gets to like games of Game of Thrones, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or kind of like, what's the other one I was just thinking of? Full House? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, get, it gets a lot like Full House, you know, or, when they're, they're, or they're mad at each other. <laughs> they're mad. Oh, yeah, it does get a little Hamlet-y. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. Shakes- yeah, it's, it's just a little Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> The other thing that boggles my mind about it is he was in the middle of giving mass. He's the priest. Like, there were people there. Oh, that's like, true. That's insane. Like, people were just like, yay, church, let's do it. Let's, do it. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but so, is there an ad, like, they just watch the priest fall over dead and they're just like, oh, okay. I like, guess. this isn't what I came for. Yeah. <laughs> None of the accounts I found, nobody was like, let's talk to the parishioners who happen to be here and watch this happen. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I guess you would pretend like you didn't see anything because you didn't want One Eyed Willie to kill you. Yeah. So it'd be like, 
Oh, I'd look down and I guess there's a new priest now. Oh, well, that's none of my business. <laughs> it, oh, it, but it's none of my business. Kermit's, that's none of my business. <laughs> Kermit drinking his tea. Your Kermit drinking his tea. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, it was actually just a bunch of Kermit the Frogs in the, in the <laughs> chapel that day. So nobody saw anything. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, so so we, tell me more spooky churches. Oh, God. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and go since mine's not exactly haunted and we can end with your haunted one. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, my, like I said, my story is not exactly a haunting, but more a mystery of sorts. Uh, most of my information comes from Wikipedia and medium.com. I'm talking about the mysterious staircase of the Laredo Chapel in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's a stair- staircase? Yeah. This sounds like well, a Nancy Drew mystery. <laughs> I, I will say, like, in D.C., we have uh, the Exorcist stairs. Yes. So I'm Georgetown. all in on... Yeah. yeah, in speak and like Georgetown is like the preppiest fucking place. Yeah. But like they have the exorcist steps, so yep. I've always wanted to see those. So well when I it's grew safe up- to travel, come visit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I grew up yeah. about thirty miles north of Santa Fe, so I've known this story since I was young, heard it throughout my uh, my life, and it is well quite well known. So much so that in nineteen ninety one Unsolved Mysteries covered the story. And if you want to seek that out, it is season three, episode 10 in a segment called Mysterious Staircase. And then (laughs) seven years later in 1998, there was a movie that came out about the legend called The The Staircase with Barbara Hershey. Really? Yeah. Wait. Not to be confused with the guy who killed his wife on the staircase. (laughs) Yeah. no. Killed his wife and his previous lady. Yeah. Nothing to do with the owl or anything like that. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) The owl. (laughs) Yeah. As as close as I've I've lived, uh, grew up to it, I've actually never visited it yet so anyways uh first a little history the laredo chapel used to be a catholic church but is now used only for weddings and as a museum the chapel was originally commissioned for laredo academy an all-girls school by the sisters of laredo in 1873 the archbishop at that time had brought in two french architects to work on a cathedral nearby and since he had them in town, he told the sisters of Laredo that they could ask the architects if they would be willing to build the chapel to their liking. The, architect, uh, the architects agreed to take the job. In designing the chapel, they were inspired by the Gothic revival style, which is reflected in the use of spires, buttresses, and stained glass windows. The main architect who had designed the chapel and was leading the build actually died before the chapel was completed. which left a dilemma for the sisters. Most of the church was done, but there was no way to access the choir loft, uh, which was 20 feet above the church floor, 22 feet above the church floor. So many people were consulted about building the final piece. And all of them said that a chapel of that size couldn't fit a staircase. So they thought, so they, they told them a ladder would be a better option, but the sisters of Laredo were adamant and wanted access to the choir loft that would not need a ladder. So it should be a fireman's pole. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh wait! How do you go Ooh. up? Never mind. How do you go up? Just though? you can like you just need to get like really intense grip, and they're nuns. So like, what else could they be doing? That's true. Their hands are already together in prayer. They might as well just yeah. Climb. So, oh my god. Yeah, they're they're really strong because that's like a strength exercise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so with that, they then decided to pray a novena for over nine days to Saint Joseph, the patron saint of carpenters and workers. On the ninth day, it seemed their prayers were answered as a man appeared at their door with uh, some simple tools and a donkey looking for work. A donkey? Uh-huh. Okay, wow. This is 1873, so yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it'd, be less, it'd be weirder if it was like 2021 and he's like, hello, I have some tools and a donkey. Do you guys need anything done around the old chapel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
so after a few months, the sisters return. Or actually, I lied about that. The sisters asked the man if he is able to build the staircase. Uh, the man agreed under the condition that he could work independently without being supervised or being watched and that no one entered the church while he was there. It was agreed and the man was left to his work. After a few months, the sisters returned to the chapel to find that the staircase had been completed. They were so excited and happy with the way the staircase turned out that they wanted to celebrate uh, with the dinner in honor of the carpenter. It was at that time that they discovered that the man had completely just disappeared. Uh, yeah, the sisters tried to find the man to pay him or even in the least thank him. They even went as far as to run an ad in the local paper to find the man, uh, but to no avail. He was never found and nobody came forward. Strangely enough, when they first met the man, he never identified himself or had asked for any payment of any kind. And as if the carpenter's identity was not, or lack of identity wasn't enough, uh, the staircase (laughs) itself was a mystery all in its own. First, on the staircase, there are no central columns or support beams, and it appears to be uh, self-supported at the base. Uh, There were no railings on the staircase, and no nails or glue were utilized, only wooden pegs to hold the steps together. I'm Uh, sorry, so... Two things. Yeah. One, it must have been way easier to scam people in the 1800s because some random dude shows up on your door and is like, I'll build you some stairs. And everybody just accepts him at his word. And <laughs> they don't exactly ask him his thinking. name or anything. Yeah. They're like, oh, he seems legit. He's got tools. He's got a donkey. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and two, was this the early Ikea? Was it those little wooden dowels? <laughs> yeah, you just not knock in the dowels. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's like, you just knock in the dowels and then everything just kind of slots together and the instructions <laughs> suck, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, though, if you look at current pictures of the staircase, you will see railings, but these were actually not part of the initial build and were added many years later. The stairs wrap around 360 degrees twice with 33 steps in all. 33 being significant in that this was the same age of Jesus at the time of the crucifixion. Jesus was a carpenter. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. With a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Or at we least busted this case wide open. Yeah, yeah, we know exactly what's going on <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, he had access to a donkey. Yeah. You know? somebody, somebody get these nuns on the phone. We figured it out. <laughs> uh, with all of this, it led the sisters to believe that this mysterious carpenter was the patron saint himself, St. Joseph. Oh, St. Joseph. Oh. Uh, we were is, close. We had the first letter, right? Yeah, yeah. we had St. Oh, he is Wait, Saint Jesus. Saint he is Jesus. Jesus' dad. <laughs> Jesus learned carpentry from his dad. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and still, the sisters continued their search and contacted local trade suppliers to try uh, to track the carpenter down, but that was of no help because the man left no paper trail, such as purchase receipts or anything like that behind, you know. In fact, they discovered that the wood that was used to build the staircase was a type of spruce that was not indigenous to Santa Fe. And at that time, the closest place that this type of wood could have been found was Alaska. So to get it to Santa Fe from Alaska, not very likely. What? Is this the same kind of wood that the Ark was allegedly made out of? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I am sus. Yeah. George Washington's teeth? <laughs> what? Yes. He just Something? had like eight. He, allegedly, George Washington had wooden teeth. Yeah. Um, I don't think he actually, he had like dead people teeth. It's yeah, he fine. had slaves teeth, as we later find out. But oh. Yay. Oh, Anyways. The founding fathers were trash. Yeah. <laughs> so years later, uh, many people and their descendants would come forward to lay claim that their ancestors built the staircase, but no one had documentation proving it, of course. Uh, the closest possibility is that a Frenchman named Francois-Jean Ro- Rochas built it. 
A local newspaper stated in Rochas's obituary that he was the builder of the staircase. But again, that was just in his obituary. Nobody knows for sure. According to Who research, wrote the obituary? Was it just the newspaper yeah. being like, he seems like he could have built a staircase? <laughs> well, if, if, the nuns, if the nuns are that trusting, you could just write your own obituary and just claim yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. And people would be like, oh, it must be true. Yeah. Well, or maybe like the newspaper had like a certain amount of space and they're like, we're like a line and a half short. What can we put in here? <laughs> we'll just say you built that staircase. Built staircase. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Built the space. Let's go. Yeah. Owned a donkey. Built the staircase. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Check, well, check, check. According to research, uh, Rochas had owned a number of cars carpentry tools and it has been said that there's a log <laughs> in a book from 1881 from the sisters stating payment was given to rochas for wood although the log does not specified what that wood was for so were the sisters payers answered or was this an incidence or was this incident all a coincidence we can speculate but without any documentation or concrete evidence we just may never know huh so hmm. I like it. Also, that is a really complex like staircase to build and just trust some rando with. Like I was expecting it to be like the stairs go up. Yeah. But yeah. it's like 360 twice. That's like that's yeah. an intense staircase. It's, it's yeah. gorgeous. With too. with like, 33 steps exactly. Did they just leave for the weekend and go on a little like <laughs> no, a little pilgrimage and let him work oh, okay. it, it, it wasn't like extreme oh. home makeover where oh, yeah. they were gone for 24 hours they came back and they were like look at your new house <laughs> and they're like oh that's what it looks wow, like wow it is gorgeous yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna google these stairs mysterious stairs just look up laredo staircase okay so when you started the story i was like how have i never heard this since you live there but I've, oh I have heard God. this story. Isn't it gorgeous? Where did we talk these about are, this? Yeah, isn't that wild? These are banana stairs. Yeah. So that now you can see why it, it is also just because look at the bottom of it, the base of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Could wow. you imagine walking up that without those railings? Nope. <laughs> I would, I cannot because even like old timey nun version of myself would be like, no, thank you. Yeah. I will I, stay on this floor. You guys go upstairs. I would need her grandpa's emergency phone and then like 14 <laughs> other phones along with me. <laughs> yeah. And then I would still not go up those stairs. Yeah, I still would not go up those. So, <laughs> I just yeah. want a bunch of phones, and then I'll wait for you to call for help down here. <laughs> I'll be Pokemoning on all the phones. Wow, that's gorgeous. Yeah, so definitely listeners out there, look up Laredo Chapel and look at the pictures. And We'll yeah. put a picture on our Instagram, but holy shit, these yeah. are insane stairs. It, it's gorgeous, yeah. It's that's so, crazy. So now that you, now you've now you heard the story, and now you see the picture, you can see why it is so yeah. fucking crazy. You know? I can yeah. see why we thought a saint did it, because like that's a really narrow space to build super intense stairs. And yeah. they're pretty intricate too is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. have a theory that that looks exactly like Chris's mezzanine staircase right here <laughs> in his condo. So I think we know. Chris? St. Chris. <laughs> oh yeah. Chris, do you have anything to Saint, admit to? St. <laughs> <Saint> Christopher. <laughs> is he the painter set of travel? I think I uh, Yes. Catholic? Catholic? I don't know. So um I'm, Courtney, I'm what do you retired have? Catholic. Yes, yes, <laughs> well, retired. There is one of our like neighbors out the back has a spiral staircase, uh-huh. and I thought that was going to be the coolest shit that I'd seen for a while, but now I'm mistaken. So <laughs> cool. Anyway, so I now have the San Fernando Cathedral in San Antonio, Texas. And Cody, aren't you from Texas? I am. I, I actually, okay. yeah, I'm from Amarillo, but we visited a lot of missions in San Antonio, so I may have seen this. Okay. Well, this one. Is haunted AF. So this comes courtesy of ghostcitytours.com, sanantonio.culturemap.com, cntraveler.com, and sanantoniomag.com. 
This is also the oldest church in Texas, and it has the distinct honor of being one of the most haunted places in the United States. So, double whammy. Old AF, super haunted. Let's go. It's just like Chris. (laughs) (laughs) He's not haunted. Be nice. (laughs) Oh, well done. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You're a lovely person. (laughs) That was so good. San Antonio's San Fernando Cathedral is the very church we're talking about, established in 1731. Oh, wow. Over its 290-year history, it has accumulated a ton of ghosts in its Gothic revival walls. It's a really, it's a beautiful cathedral. Like like many cathedrals, it's like just old-timey Gothic architecture. It's beautiful. So yeah. pictures will be on the Instagram. It's a beautiful church. The public first became aware of the dark past affiliated with the beautiful church in 1936 when a massive renovation project was underway. Construction workers unearthed bones, nails, and worn-out military uniforms from near the altar. Oh, wow. You know, church stuff. Church, normal church stuff. Normal church stuff. (laughs) So there's speculation that these belong to old-timey Alamo soldiers. And those aren't the only alleged Alamo spirits, because Alamo hero James Bowie was married at the cathedral in 1831, although tragedy soon followed. He did Uh not have a happy marriage. A cholera epidemic was sweeping through Texas, like, shortly after he and his wife got married. I think her name was Ursula. <laughs> and so Bowie was like, new wife, your parents, my parents, all y'all go to Mexico because there's cholera coming through. Get okay. out of here. So okay, Ted they Cruz. went. <laughs> yeah. He Ted cruised it, except <laughs> the town he sent them to ended up actually being the epicenter of the cholera oh, epidemic. So God. within eight days of their arrival, they were all dead. Oh, oh you, Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, poor Ursula. Yeah. And then Bowie was not a happy man after this. He was apparently never the same. And he took strongly to drinking, and he ultimately died during the Alamo, possibly because he was super drunk. And no it's doubt. somewhat unsurprising that Bowie isn't the only Alamo man with an affinity for the cathedral. During the Alamo battle, General Santa Ana flew a red flag from the San Fernando Cathedral's tower to show that there would be, quote unquote, no quarter if the Texans didn't surrender. So basically, like, throw down your shit now and we'll accept you. But like, if we beat you, all of you will die. Yeah. And Texans were like, got it. And they fired a cannon blast. So no surrender. No surrender. Wow. According to the legend, the fallen soldiers were not properly buried at the cathedral and instead were burned on mass pyres or tossed into rivers. So not exactly a sanctimonious burial. Some corpses were allegedly buried under the sanctuary railing of the San Fernando Cathedral, thus the tattered uniforms, bones, and nails turning up near the altar. I think, you know, they kind of just dumped them wherever there was space because they were like, who cares? It's enemy soldiers. Dead bodies. Wow, dang. Now, ghost time. (laughs) Sometimes a ghostly white horse appears galloping in front of the church only to abruptly disappear without warning. One account I read tied this to there was it was super shitty and it was a bummer. So I didn't I didn't want to go into great detail. But basically, there was one point where a local Native American tribe was like, sure, colonizers, we can be friends. And they did like a ceremonial like burying of the hatchet at this cathedral. And then disease that was brought by white people ravaged said tribe. And so they think the ghostly white horse may have been from that. So the ghostly white horse comes back to be like, what the fuck? Surprise, if you find surprise. Your, I mean, you can't trust white people. That's, <laughs> if we teach you one thing on this podcast, let it be that. <laughs> 
If you find yourself at the back of the cathedral, you may see some faces appear in the wall, which is upsetting. Yeah. I don't don't like it, but, you know, if you want to see it, it check it out when it's safe. Kind of like the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland? (laughs) Yes, but like like super ghosty. (laughs) I was picturing the the knocker from Muppet Christmas Carol when it turns into the (laughs) The the puppet. Like ghost face, yeah. (laughs) It was rude. Yes, it's that, but like (laughs) much scarier without context. Some also report that Bowie himself shows up as a shadowy figure within the church, possibly trying to find the spirit of his dead wife, who kind of had a hand in the end of her life because he was trying to protect her and accidentally doomed her. Ursula Bowie is a weird name. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if she took his last name. Nothing said it. But like, yeah, how she misogynistic did. of me to assume. Yeah. I mean, it was the 1800s. Yeah. It was all misogyny all the time. <laughs> so <true>. probably. <laughs> anyway, RIP Ursula Bowie. You were a real one. <laughs> Visitors often find that any photos they take will be marred by shadows in unexpected places or orbs obstructing their shots. Classic orbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, pesky orbs. I'm a, I'm a believer, <laughs> but orbs I'm still very much on the fence of about. I s- I'm I'm a super skeptic. I saw an orb one time, I think, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's none of my business. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was when I lived at my old place. We lived back in the woods, and I was turning left, and it was dark, and I saw a light. There was a hill in front of me because there was hiking trails, and as I was turning left, I saw a light, like, go up the hill the opposite direction that my headlights were going, mm-hmm. and it never happened after that and never happened before that, so I don't know what it was. Oh, that's wild. It's none of my business. <laughs> so that's that's fine. Anyway, so sometimes a strange man will follow ghost tours through the cathedral. Like there's one account where the ghost tour leader is like, she tells all the stories. So she stops at all the places and like, and here you can see the spooky faces in the wall. And over here they found the dead bodies of the Alamo soldiers. And she saw this weird man following her at every stop and he'd stop, he'd listen, and then they'd move on and he'd stop, he'd listen. And then at the end... When the group goes to leave the cathedral, the man will disappear abruptly. Just oh. gone. Does, does, does she tell the rest of the tour, like, just so you know, the member <laughs> of our group is a ghost? You know what? She did not say anything about it when I was reading this. her account of being like, it was a weird dude and he was following us around. He didn't. She didn't say anything. I think she thought it was just a quiet a person at the back of the group. Yeah. And she didn't realize what was happening until he vanished. I see. But you, I don't... You I, know, I like feel his- like... His old timey clothes didn't give it away or anything, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I've I've never lived in Texas or spent any significant amount of time there. But are people relatively formal? They could be wearing old timey clothes just for funsies. Yeah, they like wore polo ties and, and shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. We dressed the same as 1800s soldiers <laughs> yeah. whenever I lived there. So, is it 1800 soldiers? Is it a modern Texan? Yeah, who Who's knows? To say? <laughs> it's it's impossible to say. The most commonly spotted ghosts at the cathedral are more mundane. Mm. Usually people will just see ghostly monks in transparent robes. The theory is that the monks are either tied to their place of worship due to the strength of their faith. Like they're just like, I'm not Mm. done praying yet. I'm going to stick around until I really get it right. Or their bodies and the bodies of all the other spectral figures that appear in the church are still buried within the church's walls or Mm. under the floor. Mm. So maybe they're just tied to whatever yeah. is happening their soul there. is literally tied, tied to, to their this. physical body yeah. or yeah. whatever yeah they're just stuck there because wow. i mean i think it's there's 
Is it Westminster Abbey? There's somewhere, one of the cathedrals in England also buries people in the floor and in the Mm -hmm. walls. Like that was a very common practice for old timey churches. So if anything's going to be haunted, it's going to be the place that has bodies in the floor. (laughs) All over it. Yeah. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. So that's the San Fernando Cathedral over in Texas. I am positive I've been there, but surprisingly, the Catholic tour didn't talk about any of that stuff. (laughs) What? It was more like I'm pretty. Yeah, I don't know. It was more like (laughs) go see a novena here, and here's the station of the cross. Wow, that's crazy. Was there like a quiet dude following you around as you went on your Catholic tour? (laughs) It was me. Oh my god! Yeah. So all right. So Chris built the staircase. Yes. We we solved that one, and then Cody is the spooky ghost that hangs out on the ghost tour. And everyone knows how quiet I am. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The church is gorgeous. The church is gorgeous. We're looking at it. It is beautiful. Like, yeah, and inside is just we as absolutely beautiful. went there. Yeah, if so, you like old timey fancy architecture, it is hard to go wrong with a cathedral. Yeah, well, my church is kind of the opposite of that. Are we ready for mine? Yes. Am I, I mean, jumping? is it not pretty? Is it? Oh, is it ugly? No, it's horrific. Yeah, it's it's oh. kind of what you imagine a creepy haunted church to be like. I want to real quick say that I told Chris that I was originally looking for a story about a haunted church's chicken <laughs> because I thought that would have been so fun, but I been. couldn't. Yeah, but I couldn't find anything. So I ended up finding a church that has a haunting. Chickens in it? Yeah, chickens in it that Close. are ghost chickens. But I also <laughs> found... A, a, ghost chickens. A, yeah, ghost chickens. Gickens. <laughs> I don't know. I'm shutting up. But I also found a story. Um, it's haunted and cursed. I found a haunting and a curse Ooh. around this. So I thought it was really interesting. So I am talking about Egg Hill Church in Pennsylvania. Ooh. And my sources come from werewolves.com <laughs> and spookyaddict.com. Um, the history. Egg Hill Church is a historic church located in Spring Mills, centering in Potter Township Center County in Pennsylvania. The church lies over 20 acres and was built in 1860. The traditionally built one-story pine building on a stone foundation was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1979. Now, the church itself is 35 by 42 feet. So you can imagine this church is basically a room. So it's like one of those little tiny local churches that was built for the, you know, eight crazy Pentecostal members, but it still stands in the county despite the fact that services stopped in 1927. It's like and, the tiny chapel in Hell, Michigan, where you can get married. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally like, it's like a one-room church, but, you That's know, exactly what it is. And this is pretty much the church in Hell, yeah, just period, because Chris has it pulled up. It looks like... It looks someone, like a farmhouse. Yeah, it looks like someone took a creepy farmhouse church and then almost just smeared... The photograph, because the the wood looks kind of... It just looks creepy. Weathered. Yeah, yeah weathered. Yeah, but I digress. So despite <laughs> the fact that Egg Hill Church has been standing quiet for nearly 90 years, the site is still a really a huge source of attraction for many people due to the supposed events that caused the decline and eventual decay of the church and its um, body of worshipers, literally. Um, it's a story that is said that the local residents have worked really, really hard to cover up mm-hmm. as the church has been a, quote, heartburn for the town even before <laughs> the tragic events. And there are no Tums to help this church oh um, get over it. I just made that up. I am moving on. No supernatural Tums. You yeah. are on fire. <laughs> yeah, you no- may as well have gone to church as chicken. That's some spicy chicken. <laughs> oh, I'm hungry now. 
Well, so this <laughs> so this worshipers and the minister at this church during its peak, though, just so you know, were shunned from the local community. So it, there were some supposedly kind of weird practices going on. It's also located off an isolated road far from the local population. It was the first evangelical church in the area. So I think that Ooh, that kind probably of... probably a bunch of snake handlers, kind of. That's exactly what I'm thinking. They oh, were kind no. of the, the speaking in tongues, kind of being crazy oh. and stuff, right? So naturally, this is a small church. Um, as a very small number of parishioners, but they were very faithful to the church and their minister. Now, unfortunately, despite their faith, suddenly whispers arose among the worshipers regarding their minister. Um, it was unheard of to question their leader, of course. but his quality of the sermons began to decay over time, and he also started displaying really, really odd behavior. He would appear basically run down and ragged. His clothes would be torn. He wouldn't change. His robes wouldn't be pressed. His sermons became just kind of made up and disorganized. So there was this sense of unease that began to spread over the church, but the people were like, well, you know, he's a man of God. We're just going to keep worshiping him. Which is a big mistake. Um, on Halloween... Basically, but that's none of my business once again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They ignored all the red flags. Oh, yeah. They're like, they, he seems fine. Like, yeah, okay. His clothing is tattered and he's not writing his, you know, sermons anymore. But like, he's a nice guy. I mean, he's not nice, but like... It's fine. That's yeah, fine. He's a man of God. He's a man good. of God. It's so, fine. This all culminated on Halloween in the late 1800s when worshipers gathered to start another service. And the service went on as usual, adults listening to his words, and the children um, were basically sent to the basement to play. Well, when it, time, um, when it came time for communion, the minister passed around the sacred meal and each parishioner took their communion. Well, suddenly one of the parishioners began shaking. People went Uh-oh. to help him when another started shaking and then another. One by one, the parishioners slid to the floor and violently seizured and shook until they died. Oh, wow. The he minister, poisoned communion? He poisoned communion. That's insane. Right? So Holy once, shit. Yeah. Now, again, this is this is all kind of speculation. speculation. Oh, um, legend. There's definitely some debunk around it, but the person who wrote the article did write it as if, like, this is fact that the city is trying to hide. Yeah. So once Dang. the small congregation was all dead, the minister, who basically they said was possessed, took them one by one and laid them in graves he had dug before the service. Oh, my God. So I'm imagining <gasps> the parishioners walking up to the church, and they're like, what are all those holes in the ground? And the the pre, the, the minister's like, don't worry about it. Just Gardening. In. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's super fine. into gardening now? Right? Right, yeah, you're uh. super into gardening. So then after that, after he buried all of them, he went to the basement murdered the children that were in the basement and then hung himself from the bell tower by a noose. This is insane. Yeah, so then we get to the hauntings (laughs) because naturally this place is haunted as fuck. I was going to say, I forgot there was a hauntings part. No, yeah. <laughs> I was so caught up in all the murder. The end. Yeah, so um, the there end. are all kinds of reports about hauntings. The residents whisper that the spirits of the deranged minister or those of his murdered parishioners um, still haunt the church and the nearby farms. People hear screaming of the ones being killed or the children's voices of the children being murdered but are unable to locate a source. A dark, disturbed feeling fills anyone who wanders close enough. Some see apparitions, those pesky orbs, specters, or shadows. One that's actually true is that pentagrams litter the cemetery and the church because, you know, of course, this would be a natural 
gathering spot for for cults. For, for cults and things. Um, standing outside the small boarded up church, people have even heard things going on inside, despite it being empty. And also, the actual bell tower was removed in 2003, but at times, nearby residents still hear it ringing. Wow. And that brings me to the curse that I found that there was a person who wrote this article that said that in 2003, they claimed that the bell was removed, but they said that students from nearby Penn State University actually stole it, but they tried to cover it up. Now, I didn't actually verify which was the truth because I think it's more fun to believe this because one person who claims that he was part of the Penn State group of students that went to steal the bell, mm-hmm. he, he wrote his account of what, of what happened. Now, I'm not going to go into all those details about how they stole it, but no, in the details, aftermath. No, details, details. Oh, <laughs> well, spooky okay. bell heist. Spooky okay, bell here heist. We go. Um, they <laughs> broke into the church and they stole the bell because I didn't write it down, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he said in the aftermath, though, he said the church cursed him. In his, his words, he said, Since Egg Hill, I've never been able to reclaim my previous state of Christian spirituality. I feel that just being there that night, my soul has been tainted. Black was all I felt for months after my involvement. I felt like my soul had been sucked out of my body. I used to wake up in the middle of the night screaming in my sleep. The image of standing in that dark, grotesque church basement always there as I woke up. No, thank you. This wasn't a temporary issue. I've had midnight tremors and nighttime hallucinations from years now. Something I can't explain happened to me that night, and I honestly feel that some sort of evil encompassed me that I have never broken free of even decades later. So he's claiming that we broke in and we stole this bell and this church cursed me and my life has never been the same. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm still processing all of the levels of how horrible that story is. Yeah, yours so had everything I, in it. Was, it was crazy. <laughs> Why did we bother doing other churches that <laughs> had all of it? <laughs> it had murders, I, like, hauntings, curses. The, the horror of like... The children in the basement probably heard the shit because it wasn't a big church, so they heard what was happening upstairs. No, they're like, "Did you hear some somebody thump?" And there goes another oh, thump. Oh, another thump. And another oh, thump. somebody <laughs> screaming. Oh, Y'all, I never uh, thought of this. Y'all are creeping me out now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're the one who brought us this story. Now our lives are ruined. <laughs> We're cursed oh, now. Just truly spectacular. A plus yeah. plus. Yeah, it's creepy. Well, thank you, thank you. I did, real quick, I realized I probably should have done this before, but I'm dumb, and so I did it. The D.C. National Cathedral, uh-huh. you know, the National Cathedral, obviously, yeah. old AF, super mm-hmm. big deal, right. big-ass church in D.C., is apparently haunted. Oh. Woodrow Wilson haunts it. Oh. Oh, and it's so right there. Looks, it's, like, right there. He taps his cane against the walls, and then apparently there was a library fire in 1946, and there were people who got trapped in the basement and maybe burned alive. Oh, oh my gosh. So if you go to the lower level, you'll feel really uneasy and like somebody's watching you. This is according to the lineup. Oh, I was going to ask if you'd been there. I had it. So funny story. So my lovely partner actually used to live like down the street from the National Cathedral, like two blocks over. And we always were like, we should go to the National Cathedral. We've never been. It's right there. We should go. We should go. And anyway, we never did. (laughs) Well, now you have to because that's unbelievable. When it's safe to do things again, I will definitely make us go check it out. And yeah. I will go into the lower level. And I have I have dowsing rods. I can talk to ghosts. 
I don't know if they will pat me down at the door because one, they're metal, and two, I feel like the cathedral is maybe not going to be cool with me talking to ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> but it's oh. worth trying. I actually have been to the cathedral when I was in college. We went to yeah, yeah. I I went to DC uh, with a school trip in college, but I didn't know these stories then about the cathedral. So wow, <laughs> apparently, like everything in DC is haunted. Oh yeah, yeah I can imagine. Like there's just so much died. In the capital, and they just kept building around him. Yeah. What? You know. Yeah, or sorry, no, he didn't die. He was taking a nap, and they poured foundation on him. What? Uh, are you? Is that <laughs> so true? So he got buried alive. What? Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly. Oh, that's awful. So, yeah. what is true though is there's a section in the capital where the halls have allegedly bloodstains. There are weird dark spots, but it's because a dude got shot there. Um, there are bathtubs. In the Capitol, in like the basement part, because they used to have people just bathing there. No. <laughs> That's weird. Because they'd get sweaty on, sweaty on the Senate floor and be like, I'm going to take a bath. DC's weird and very haunted. <laughs> so strange. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so when it's safe to do things, come to DC. Yeah. Everything's haunted. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to we look at the bath. We got Civil War shit. We got revolutionary yeah. shit. Wow. At least there's like some real history there, which is at least interesting. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> we we burned down the original history that was here, but then some new history we we built. So we made some that's new why history. I, you know. that's why I've always said U.S. history kind of bores me. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> like world history, I'm more interested in than U.S. history. That makes sense because the rest of the world like has their old shit still. Yeah, yeah. that's true. They didn't just like blindly burn it down because they didn't build it. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So. Super cool stories. They're all yeah. very, very yeah. different. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Thank, thank you all th- for coming on. I'm still thinking about that really creepy church. What was it called? I want to look at it. Egg Hill Church. Yeah, Egg Hill Church. Egg yeah, Hill. look at a picture That's of it. That's a creepy name, too. Yeah. And it really... it's, 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 and it's a secluded part of Pennsylvania, too, or like part of a forest, basically. I googled Egg Hill Church, and the first result was Egg Hill Church Ghost Story. Ooh, yeah. it, is, it is creepy. Oh, apparently it's deteriorating. It is, yeah. yeah it looks, well, it looks can't imagine why. Run down and and it's it's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't I don't like that. I know, right? <laughs> I would. Oh, you go can visit. buy a twenty nine dollar print of it from a photo website. <laughs> oh my god! And a priest come, like crawls out of it, at oh. night. <laughs> and then your life is cursed forever, yeah, forever. and ruined because you did a school prank. Oh my god! Oh, oh. Also, maybe this is just this is more a comment on me in college than it is in general. But I feel like stealing a church bell from a haunted AF church that that feels like a next level prank. Yeah, I mean, could, well, and I had a story oh. that I told about like a a clown house that my friends pranked me with. Yeah, and it was pretty involved, but it wasn't stealing a but and a bell like it's a got away like artifact yeah yeah, yeah the, like hundreds of pounds the other thing is like he said he was a christian before like imagine stealing a bell from a church how heavy that weighs on your religious soul too yeah yeah like it would be one thing if it was like a group of like atheist college kids you were like oh, i don't care i'm gonna yeah. take a bell Fine, yeah whatever you know classic college kid. i mean again still i have questions about like the logistics because it's a big ass bell but like for somebody who is of that faith to be like, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen. And, like his story and like him, uh, I wouldn't call this a debunk, but it sounds more that like it's his guilt that was eating at him more than anything. It really could be. Yeah. I mean, I kind of put it well, like peer pressure because I could see myself getting roped into that. But also the church had been abandoned for so long that it's almost yeah. like they could tell him, well, it's so old. Like, no, there's no religion there anymore. <laughs> I feel like my college, the, our version of that prank would be you just go in the church. Because oh, like yeah. we 
had tunnels <laughs> running under our school because it used to be a ladies' college, and ladies can't be out after dark because our horns come out. But really, it's because <laughs> oh, they didn't want to like the women to get murdered. So yeah. there are tunnels, and you can like get into. They're sealed off, but you can get into them. So the thing to do was like you'd break into the tunnels. So I could see. Did you like, see them? Were they creepy? kids I went to college with? No, I mean, they're just, I didn't go in them because I was like, no, this is how you get murdered. But like <laughs> I had seen the entry point. It's just like a dark tunnel, you know, it's not wow. that exciting. There's garbage in it, you know, but <laughs> it's more about so the I story. Could see us like, yeah, I could see us more going into the spooky haunted church and then like not fucking with it. Like just like going into it and being like, I went in. Yeah. I just stealing the bell. Yeah. Plus yeah, you have that's... to climb up high and get that big ass bell. Yeah. Yeah. It's like work. Who wants to? Who wants yeah, to? Yeah, there's do like work? no convenient winding staircase. Who wants to do work for your prank? Right. I mean, yeah. Poor Quasimodo, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh no. He's like, you guys, that was my one job. <laughs> they don't let me out in public. Oh, I've taken my bell. I mean, it's like the people who take lava rocks in Hawaii or like take stuff from like the painted forest. Or whatever. yeah, I was going to say here too. Yeah, or the petrified forest. The petrified yeah. forest. I actually visited there. You guys knew this a couple of years ago, and yeah, that yeah. was like a big thing, you know, about that place. Yeah. Yeah. Where they like people will send the piece back with a letter being yep. like, "My bad, I didn't Sorry. think it would happen to me, and then it did." Oop. Yeah. <laughs> oh so, boy. So man, I'm gonna be thinking about that all night. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming on. Thanks for <laughs> listening to another hour of Spoop Hour. I hope your life is as ruined as mine is now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thinking about that horrible church. Thank y'all for coming on. Do you want to, again, remind people where they can find you, what your deal is? Yes. Uh, again, we're BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. You can find us on most podcatchers just by searching our name or searching BSPodPHX. And just like Spoop, if you have a story you'd like to share with us, you can reach us. Or you have any questions, comments, anything, you can reach us at bspodphx at gmail.com. Yeah. And Cody. Has oh, and me. Oh, so um, I'm also um, an LGBT author. And so yes. I have a book series called The Gay Teen's Guide to Defeating a Siren. I actually released on February 1st, so just a few weeks ago, released the final book, book three in the trilogy. So I'm super, super excited about that. So the trilogy is out. I feel like urban fantasy with LGBT representation. Check it out. But also I want to say too, thank you for having us. Like this was so fun and it was so interesting hearing all this. Thanks for coming on. Not to double back to your self promo, but I have read the first two books and I'm very excited to read the third one. I am sad because I donated my copies to Sasha's classroom. And then, you know, school is closed down and they made them take all the fun things out of their classroom. So I don't know where the copies ended up. So I'm like, man, I could have reread them before reading the third one. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) But it's fine. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Maybe I'll buy another copy. But it is genuinely, it, it's a great book series. I'm a grown-ass woman, and I enjoyed it. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on. It's always fun to have y'all on. Yes. BSP has been there for us since, like, early days of Spoop Hour. Yeah, I think we you are, were our first we ever. We like, started about the same we time. We started about the same time, right? Yeah. 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 And I think you were our first guests that we ever had. Awesome. So That's awesome. Thank you thank for you coming so much. back. For always... For, you know, supporting Third time, us too. I guess. Yeah, yeah. and we'll get yeah. ready because we're going to be having um, at least you on in the yes. near future. So at but some at, point, at, yeah. If the Sashaitis is back, we can have you both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it ends here in a couple weeks. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know. So then we'll just have you both. Yes. Yeah. The- theoretically, it ends in a couple of weeks. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> I have to check on her in the attic and see how she's doing. <laughs> see if she's ready to be quiet. I mean, she's going to see how her schedule's going. It's fine. She's not in the attic. Don't look there. It's fine. <laughs> Help me. Help me. <laughs> 
Shut up, <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, y'all. Jen and Lindsay here from Corpus Delicti Podcast, here to tell you to check out our show. If true crime is your thing, it's ours too, with a touch of lightheartedness and a dash of Southern charm. We cover compelling cases and crack them open for you. Serial killers, hitmen, historical hallmarks, we've got it all and bring you new episodes every Tuesday morning. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and most other podcast apps. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter too. That's C-O-R-P-U-S-D-E-L-I-C-T-I. See you Tuesday.